Your job's a junior boat, and it's left to your way. What an episode! Because we are watching Friends. I've never seen it before, and you guys watch it a lot. Um, no, this was the first time for me watching the one with the butt. The one with the butt. Yep. And the butt was more significant than the the one with the other episodes have been. Mm. In fact, it's the only thing that happened in this episode, and I think that probably says a lot more about the fact nothing happens than the significance of the butt, but still. Okay. So this whole episode revolves around Joey getting a part in an Al Pacino film, but he's playing Al Pacino's butt double. Do you want to hear my biggest beef for the whole episode? Oh, hit us with the beef. Are you ready for my beef? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Sure. <laughs> Should I pause the recording? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I think they they can handle the beat. <laughs> they filmed the scenes of Joey in the in the shower when he was mm-hmm. playing Alpacino's butt, and uh, you saw him. He was in a robe. He took his robe off. You never actually got to see his butt. Yeah. But the <laughs> uh... however, <laughs> however. Got to um, see his dick, though. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was a strange move for network television. Full frontal. That's yeah. NBC. It's just Hadley standing in front of the TV. <laughs> yeah. Helicopter, 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 helicopter. Ah, throwback. Um, Sorry. Here's the thing. Mm. The set was poorly lit. You could clearly see in his shadow that he was still wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that, but cool. Oh, See, the thing little I noticed. insight into friends then. See, the thing I noticed, which is where I thought you might be going, after talking last episode about Joey's hair, mm. it was clearly the, the close-ups of him in the shower for the butt scenes. It's clearly like a cutaway or a pickup or something that went back and did at a different time because it was, obviously, it was poorly lit and lit strange, but his hair was parted in a totally different way from the rest of the episode. And it wasn't all flingy. It was, like, more centre part than mm. swoosh. Yeah. It annoyed me. I mean, the pedantry with which we're starting this particular episode mm. is somewhat uh, surprising to me, I have to say. But, sure, let's talk about uh, a few problems there with the old short uh, shadow I appreciate and hair when, parts. when people pay close attention to continuity, Nikki. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And that's what our fans have come to love about us. Mm. Not only do we watch Friends, but we watch it. Yeah. We like a hawk. Break it down. <laughs> So I've got to start off by saying something quickly. Cool. You can say it as quickly or as slowly as you like. Okay. Slowly. The last episode, I made a pretty bold statement. <laughs> I remember we we were in, in the laundromat, and I said of the entire ten season run, the laundry woman was my favourite woman. Can I say yes? When Joey's agent comes on, I'm like, <laughs> yes. How is this woman? Not better than horrible woman. Uh, yeah. I can't remember her name, um, <laughs> but she's top notch. Estelle Leonard, Estelle the Leonard. agent. As soon as she came on, I was like, I feel like every single episode from this point on, I'm going to be like, I retract the previous episode statement around the best person. <laughs> because I forgot about Estelle and how wonderful, wonderful she is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was Hedy Loves Friends. We killed off uh, the <laughs> And uh, what a great lady she was. Yeah, I'm glad that you had a lot to say about that, guys. <laughs> no, no, you're right. She's great. And well, that mechanism, you see it often in, in fast food or in cinemas where you, you pull up the, the lid mm-hmm. and all the cigarettes come out. Do you reckon she, like, customised it herself? I think she patented that <laughs> thing. I think that in 1910, mm. when Coca-Cola first came to the diner, she came up with that. A uh, little straw. <laughs> Estelle or the actress? Estelle. 
Oh, you're giving her a backstory. Yeah, nice. yeah, I'm giving her a backstory. Yeah. And I think that she patented that particular mechanism. Mm. That money that she got off of that let her start her own talent agency. Absolutely. Fantastic. Guys, as you... I think like we've covered off the uh, the butt stuff. Um, <laughs> that was all that was in the episode. The other thing in this episode was Chandler's girlfriend's F-buddy... Um, Aurora. Yeah. Let's not unpack that right now because... We saw possibly for the first time Chandler's bedroom, um, <laughs> yep. and there's a lot going on in there that yep. I was shocked by. Well, the thing that was most concerning is the fact that they've got a 12 year old boy working in the art department of a big television show, set dressing. <laughs> yep. Or do they just use a 12 year old boy's room? <laughs> there is a creepy doll. Maybe like Home Improvement wasn't shooting that week. <laughs> They're in Brad's room. They're in Brad's room. Yeah. They just swap out his race car They took all the hats out because that hair, oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, that room is really funny. There is this creepy doll. I don't know if it's a ventriloquist thing or not, but oh, right in the yeah, corner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see it. Oh, I couldn't. I'm, I couldn't unsee it. Here's the Haley fact. I hate... Dolls, masks, mannequins. Nico hates I them hate too. Dolls really? so much. We stayed at a friend's house one time, and they have like vintage antique dolls, the worst kind, with the eyelids that like yeah. a have real like eyelashes, but b when you lie them down, the eyes shut. But because they're vintage and they're standing, they never blink. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying. I had yeah. to build like a pillow wall between the bed and them. Yeah, and. It's ter- oh, I hate I'm it. so sorry that you had to, to deal with that because yeah. I like that in your room uh, yeah. and that's where you're supposed to and it's safe. like a guest room as well so I can't be like um hey mates what the hell is this shit <laughs> like get these dolls out of here yeah so measly pillow wall I don't know if I slept or not that night probably not because oh that's gonna stop a, a possessed doll and it was before that Annabelle fiasco of a movie came out or whatever those conjuring ones are with that I haven't seen them because I hate horror movies but if, if I knew that that movie was in existence and then had gone and stayed in the horrible room with the no. dolls, I wouldn't have. I'd have slept in the car. Well, I got a tip for you guys. Yeah, which is which is saying something because I also hate the movie Herbie. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just never stay the night at Chandler's house. <laughs> no, because you think that that is fine, but then one day uh, I was walking down the street in New York, the home of the Friends, mm. and it was a packed New York sidewalk. Um, that's what they call footpaths. Yes. And <laughs> oh, right. Thanks for clarifying. You can't easily pass people sometimes. Sometimes you're just like, oh, I'm walking behind this person now, and that's my lot in life. <laughs> there were a group of young girls. I think they might have been siblings, and maybe for Christmas or some kind of present situation, commercial holiday, they all got given these dolls that had backpacks. They were wearing the backpacks that had this little perspex screen just where the dolls' faces were. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. So, but obviously, because oh. it's a backpack, it's facing oh, yeah, the person the behind the girls. Yeah, and who was behind the girls? This guy. <laughs> this guy. I'm pointing to Adley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the listeners are like, who? who which, which guy? Which, which guy? Yeah. Turns out it was Nicky. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's horrible. Oh, it was the worst. And so I had to walk and like a block um, to my left and then he walking down and then walk a bit block back to my right. Just didn't have to follow them for, for that much. Uh, it was it, awful. So, that sucks. So anyway, back, to, back to Back Herbie. to Herbie. Back to Herbie. Um, how is Lindsay Lohan still working? No. Um, Heavy Reloaded or whatever that movie was yeah, called. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite ever of the 10 seasons of Friends also happens in this episode. Freud the musical. 
Mm. Strong offer. After moaning about the writing of the previous episode, I think that is a stroke of genius. <laughs> I can see, was watching that, and obviously it's all new to me, but like it was kind of one of the familiar things. I don't think I've heard other people talk about it in the world of... I have heard people talk about mm. some Friends things. Mm. But instantly I was watching it going, I bet this is one of those iconic things that Friends fans love. Am I right? <laughs> we do. Yeah. I we think do. so. And what we, what were your thoughts, though, of the, the quality of Freud, <laughs> the musical? I thought that obviously it was supposed to look bad. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was going to be inherently bad because they've got him in all the makeup and got him to the accent. They could have tried harder on the choreography to make it look like it was like legit a thing. I don't know, I've sat through a lot of amateur productions in my time, and there is literally that that choreography of just, like, walking in time with the music for some people. Yeah. Like, if they were going for, it's a bad show, home run. <laughs> sports sports terms. Do you know what I really like? A, base, a basketball home run. <laughs> I really like, in the curtain call of Freud, the mm. musical, yeah. how the woman that is clearly getting therapy or psychology or whatever doesn't stand for her belt. She's still on that, like, French lounge. Chez lounge. Chez lounge. Chez lounge. And just unslumps and yeah. re-slumps yeah. instead of bowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sits up and kind of does, like, curtsy arms without yeah. the curtsy. She's like... Yeah. Like arms. riding a horse side saddle. It's like kind of floating like a butterfly. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I didn't know whether you noticed was that... No one told you life was going to be this way. Clap, 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 clap. clap. Well, in the opening credits, the shot of the clap, 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 clap is them clapping the audience of Freud. I had noticed that, and I was, I realised that, I think, like, a couple of, like, scenes are, oh, my God, like, I remember this is what it looks like and that kind of thing. I now need to re-go back and did the video people, did the video people play silly buggers as far as getting them to clap in time? Um, No. No, I don't think so. I think if it just, it kind of... Part of the song-wise, not syncing up clapping-wise. That's one of my favourite games to play, actually, like with multi-season shows that you're watching, where they have all those cutscenes in the credits. It's like achievement unlocked once you get to the episode, mm. that you're like, ah, oh, that's the one from the credits, but you know, yeah. you don't know that when you set out on a new season. And also, the good thing about Friends is that halfway through the season... All of the stock, like stock footage of all the different characters going about their lives that they use in the opening sequence, changes. I like that. So you've got, you've got it's come episode twelve or whatever half of we'll just the pause season while is. Mirko does some maths. <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. Is it a twenty-two episode run yeah, or a twenty-four? 24. Yeah, whatever. Um, halfway through the season, the one after that. <laughs> Enjoy the new credits. <laughs> Did you just take four minutes to say to re say the thing that you said? It wasn't four. Hey, it was he like, had to do some pretty brutal math there. Twenty four divided. And also, by two. listeners, I'm a primary school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he could even be teaching um, children. Last thing on Freud, and then I'll, I'll leave it alone. Okay. Uh, Joey wins costume watch this episode for his delightful Freud costume and beard. I think he wins costume watch for the skibby that he walks into the apartment. Uh, there's also there's also a Chandler vest that, but I think because I've watched so much, I'm immune to all of Chandler's vests. Mm-hmm. New eyes, new eyes. That was literally the first thing I noted. Great was uh, something that's been rubbing me the right or the wrong way. I don't know during the opening credit sequence. You're being rubbed and you don't know if it's. Coming. I don't know where the rubbing is coming from, but I'm definitely feeling the rub. Yeah. Um, was that Chandler has got his, his vest waistcoat situation in the opening sequence when he's dancing in the fountain? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, gosh, that is a bizarre 
waistcoat. It's quite low cuts. Maybe just have to have all the buttons done up. But then he comes back after his date. Uh, he goes to the cafe. He's wearing the same situation. I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. Of course, he's wearing the same clothes. But then later on, Phoebe walks in. She's got a matching one. <laughs> <laughs> it's contagious. Maybe yeah. he lent it to her. No, because they're both wearing them. <laughs> no, but he lent, lent her one of his <laughs> He's got... multitudes of vests that he has. All of his, what was it, linen. <laughs> yeah, and it like, fits weird how it's kind of saggy at the bottom and then it mm. kind of curls around like it's elasticated at the Are end. you saying fits weird or are you saying incredibly fashionable? <laughs> well, it is I think it looks amazing. <laughs> mm. um, I wanted a vest like that. I don't know what your beef is. <laughs> I think I had one. Yeah. Like I think of, he would have too. Out of like knit. <laughs> I reckon if we go back through all of your like child actor head shops, it'll be probably be some like pensive stairs into the distance with like a linen waistcoat on. Yeah, <laughs> pulling faces in a camera like this kid has got some sort of attitude, and I like it. <laughs> Put him in that ad, Foxy. Yeah. <laughs> also on uh, on um, style watch. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it called? Costume watch. Costume watch. Do the jingle. Fashion watch. Din. Swatch watch. Din. 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 Boom. 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 What's that watch? <laughs> Voss had a, a pretty sweet corduroy jacket as well. Oh, um, yeah. I feel like we might have seen it before, but it's come back and I'm a fan. Also, Ross has that he wears frequently through the season that I noticed again in the in the laundry detergent episode. That pair of red, they're not Doc Martin boots. But they're kind of quite high up the ankle boots that are like leathery, but they're that quite a burgundy red that just never seem to match the rest of his outfit. Oh, it's like that pair of shoes that you buy and they look so cool, but and you think, oh, I've got a pair of pants that work with them, and then you don't, mm. and you can never fit them to your clothes. No, yeah, we've all been there. I have bright yellow Doc Martens. Never wear them. Only on really rainy days when it's like. I don't mind getting these wet because it's not like I'm going to need to wear them later. Yeah, that's cool. Nick has got a pair of like hundreds of dollar custom made leather cowboy boots. So, you know. I used to work in a cowboy shop. <laughs> um, this is news to me. And... <laughs> I love that we're doing a podcast about friends and every podcast seems to be like a little bit of stupidity revealed about me and my life. <laughs> no. My I... cooking expertise or lack thereof was the last episode. <laughs> We're becoming better friends. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, to be fair, I feel like I feel closer to you now about our mutual hatred of dolls. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's a company, Australian company called RM Williams, who when I was fresh out of high school and looking for a job, um, they hired this old so-and-so as a, uh, a fresh-faced 17, 18-year-old. And um, they're, they're known the world over for their, um, their boots, like outback boots. And so there's like the kind of elastic-sided ones that you pull on that you just your every days. But then the, the the shop would do kind of custom jobs where you go and have your your ankles and your calves and toes measured and, and like mold the leather and they and they make it for you like they do riding boots and stuff. But then just because you, I could and I got staff discount, like I got a pair of sweet authentic cowboy boots with like red stitching and a Cuban heel. How big are your feet? Size nine. Hey. <laughs> Great. If you, if you want to borrow them. I'm at eight and a half, so I'll just wear some thick socks and mm. away we go. Yeah, it's great. Um, you mentioned <laughs> earlier about last episode and the detergent. This is the second episode in a row. Uh, they had a, a detergent reference when they're attacking Monica with like all the crazy situations in which, yeah. you know, maybe she'd be a bit too uptight. Mm. And I feel like this was a part of the episode that got blown 
way out of proportion for storytelling purposes. Like, it was the introduction of Monica's kind of, like, uber... Not uber vice. That was last episode. Like, uber neat, clean freakness. And that was kind of exploited a little bit. Yeah, it was... It was. I tried to rack my brain and go, is this a thing? Mm. And I was like, oh, I think you're trying to make it a thing. Um, too fast, too furious. <laughs> they ran like out, it was too furious. The writing room ran out of, like... The difference between men and women yeah. conversation. So they're just like, let's give these people actual personality trains. She likes clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, we like it, kid. You've got a future mm. in the biz. <laughs> Moxie. <laughs> Write me three pages before lunch. See ya. <laughs> See you, kid. Um, and also, it was a return of the gang being mean to Ross about his interests. Mm-hmm. He starts to try and tell them, yes. and this was something you touched on. He's just trying to share his life's interests and things that he likes with with the group, and they all pretended to fall asleep as soon as he started talking about uh, some sort of theory about sociology. How well timed was that snooze gag? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. they all all in on it. Do you reckon, do you reckon it was uh, first take, or there was a couple of takes to get that right? I wasn't even thinking about it in the world of it being a TV show. I was just thinking in the world of them being friends. Like, yeah. is it something they discuss? Or, like, is this something they've done before? Like, it was just well done. And by this stage, they're, like, yeah, kind of getting to know each other. Like, I'm talking about the actors here. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, that's that thing where they're, like, all kind of in love with each other because they've started working on this thing. It's actually really cool. And so they've all got this little lingo going and, and like, having dinner. Every waking moment with each other. Yeah, working yeah, rehearsing. yeah. And so they love that gag. At what moment during their recording and shooting did they start airing? Like at this point, I think this was episode mm. seven or something like that. They were up to six. Right. Did they know that it was going to be huge? Was it already, it wouldn't be airing by episode six, surely? No, I don't think it would no. have been airing I by think... the time they filmed this. So they wouldn't have the fame, if that's, you know what I mean? No. Like, well, I don't think they know that they're about to be some of the most well-known people. I've listened to interviews with people when they were on Oprah or whatever. And um, I say people, the cast, and they've said that the first season kind of aired to medium fanfare, and then when they went into reruns once the season had ended, that's when everyone started jumping on and watching it, and that's the having the reruns run uh, was when it kind of blew up. So by going into season two, it was like a big thing, but it wasn't kind of happening in real time whenever the season one episodes were airing as they were shooting. If you, if you get yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I remember an interview that I watched. It must have been with Matthew Perry, uh, probably when I was getting into Studio 60, which Great. is why I'd be watching it. Great show. Great show. Um, and he was talking about when they're all cast, and he remembers, uh, he was talking about going out with the casting director, or maybe mm-hmm. the creator, the showrunner, and they're all at a restaurant, all eating together. And the, the director was saying, hey team, like, this will be the last time that you will all be able yeah. to sit down and have dinner together. And nobody is looking at you. Like this is all going to change. Yeah. I wonder there if must they... be such a weird feeling. Mm. How do you prepare someone for that? Yeah. Have you ever seen Matthew Perry in real life? I have not. Uh, so we've been in the same room as him. Did you see him? Granted, the room was a Staples Center. <laughs> but we did see him. Like we clocked him across the room. And then I showed him on the jumbotron, but also like I figured out yeah. what box everyone was kind of looking at. Right. At, at that particular LA Kings hockey game. But still. Yeah. And also we went on a Hollywood tour in one of those buses and we drove and they're like, and if you look on the left, you'll see Matthew Perry's apartment. I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> so it was, a, it, was a, it was a twofer for Matthew Perry, that trip to America. 
great. Yeah, I mean, we really made some headway <laughs> becoming his best friend. <laughs> well, if, if you have a bad attitude about it, it won't happen. <laughs> some of us are optimistic. Now, guys, polyamory. <laughs> yeah, Did you go. really think that would be, like, the topic <laughs> of an episode? Um, Honestly, yeah. But <laughs> um, I would have thought that Joey would have been amongst it more. Like, if he was just like, hey, there's an episode about polyamory coming up. Mm-hmm. Who does it involve? I'd be like, oh, it's probably Joey uh, balancing all of his girls. Kind of like Seth Cohen in the episode of VOC um, Thanksgiving. Uh, the noise that you're hearing there is just the silence as Nico and I jump out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't seen it. Uh, but Oh, yeah, 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 VOC, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know. I haven't seen it, but I don't want to. <laughs> okay, look, I think... California. <laughs> I know that about it. You big Phantom Planet fan. Yeah. The um, other song, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, one if for, for for listeners who are like, oh man, I don't know Hadley at all. All five friends who go, I feel like I don't really know Hadley at all. Watch the OC and know that that was like one of the most formative <laughs> watching experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, oh, I understand so much about Hadley now. Two. For those of you playing at home. <laughs> yeah. Get to know me. Watch the OC. I like to describe myself as a, uh, a Ryan trapped inside a Seth. But I thought that uh, essentially, there's an episode with Seth who's like the nerdy-ish kind of guy. And he's, he's just juggling two girls. And, and Brody? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, a, oh, man. You feel almost bad for him despite the fact that he's the one who's, who's juggling these two, these two women. I thought it would be Joey, who would be the, the, the polyamory guy. I think it's more interesting having someone like Chandler, because we actually got to see, like, a, oh, I actually want more out of this relationship, and he wasn't uh, equipped to deal with what could be uh, every guy's fantasy. I reckon the thing, though, like, the lens that, that's so skewed, because, like, for me, Aurora is the interesting character. Like, she's fine, you know what I mean? And everyone else is struggling. I think at one point Monica says, this is twisted. And it's like... No, no, she's just got, like, a healthy relationship with her husband. She's got a healthy relationship with, like, her boyfriend and, you know, she's, yeah, Ethan. She's, like, opening that up for Chandler and it's, like, for him to take it or leave it. And when he leaves it, she's cool, man. Mm. She's, like, okay, call me if you change your mind. Like, totally. And just, like, it's just so awesome. Nikki, the bigger problem is they're reading a Magic Eye book (laughs) at Central Perk. That's not a problem. That's, like, my favourite. <laughs> no, that's twisted. That's <laughs> twisted. I mean, Ross can't see the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. I just, as somebody that personally struggled with Magic Eye, <laughs> I, <remember. laughs> I thought you were going to say that struggle with polyamory and then get back on, like, that track. But no, no, no. This took a turn. <laughs> we don't struggle with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I am short-sighted and I was, like, cross-eyed grunt. <laughs> And I feel like I was robbed. See, I thought that would help, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I thought being short-sighted and slightly cross-eyed, you would be the best at Magic Eye. Yeah. In fact, you've only got Magic Eyes. I can't even see. look through binoculars without, like, breaking into a sweat and just having to pretend that I see what's happening. It's like, look at that amazing bird. And I'm like, yeah, it's so incredible. It's plumage. Like, <laughs> oh, God. And my eyes are just, like, panicking. I think binoculars are, I'm going to say it, a waste of time. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what a That's hot a take. I hate them because you've got to place your eyes so carefully and just so, so you don't get the weird, like, black, black rings circle. <laughs> yes. I'm like, this is, I'm, I should just look. Hold, hold, I, hold up. 
I'm joking. What are you? What are you talking about? I was talking about the prank of like the black. Oh no no no! Like inside the lenses, like if you holding it wrong, like the part of the part oh, of the right. the, the, the binox, like you just lose all vision. And one thing, if it's in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Nikki was talking, you were talking about what you see in the binoculars. I'm, I'm talking about looking through. Nikki's talking about exterior pranks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anyone wants to prank Nico, buy him a doll with binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> he will die. <laughs> Oh, amazing! Ooh. You know what? I feel like we haven't. I haven't given you a satisfactory answer either. The polyamory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was set up to be like a big crazy thing, but I think the way that they dealt with it was was fine. Right? Um, yeah. Go friends. Well, do you know? I don't know if it was fine. I think that they treated it as if like she's kind of a problem or like some weird oddity of a human. So I don't know if they dealt with it fine or treated it necessarily <clears throat> fine. But I think the character of Aurora, her, Aurora herself, is a great character. Like. The way she handles herself, the story arc that she is on is great. Whereas, like, I think some of the views expressed by the group are probably not For necessarily sure. great. But, I mean, that's just drama, right? Like, if, if it was all just like, <laughs> polyamory, that is a, uh, an acceptable <laughs> means of uh, going about your life. There'd be no drama there. but they No, they... you could have it, polyamory, that's an acceptable means, and the drama lies in, but I'm struggling because I'm looking for commitment. Right. Like, that's the, that's still, so, I'm just saying. No, 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 I totally hear what you're saying. But also, like, it is a widely held view of, like, monogamy, that's the only <laughs> way to... Ah, <laughs> uh, you got rust. <laughs> um, and I feel like that view was articulated and also rebuffed in the same mm. episode. Like, you know what? It works for her. Didn't work for Chandler. Yeah. Not for everybody. But can be for some people. Yeah. You know what's not for me? flashbacks and friends that's weird <laughs> when they have the flashbacks what where, was the flashback how he was like how was the date flashback oh, like, oh yeah 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 oh, see, i don't mind that i liked the like the 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 chopping and changing in real time to, to play the gags of who's rick yeah who's yeah, rick? yeah well then use it in all the episodes if that's a thing that you're doing do it use it <laughs> they're just finding themselves man like okay we'll tell you what they're not finding themselves with voiceover. Let's listen to Monica's thoughts as she's lying in bed. No. Well, you've never established that this is a thing. We're now up to episode, I don't know, 20 or 40 or something like that. Like, we're, we're deep now. Um, episode 6, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm not interested in them going, we're up to episode 6. It's like in the OC. In season 4, when Ryan and uh, Taylor? Oh, you should know. Um, yeah. season, I don't watch season 4, I only watch season 1. They both <laughs> fall off a ladder and both go into an alternate reality where they, um, oh, here's, here's your friend's time, uh, where they uh, live in a world, what happened if Ryan had never come to the OC? It's essentially like It's a Wonderful Life, which is a poster in Chandler's 12-year-old boy room. Mm. Wow, you really wove the threads in that <laughs> <laughs> My point being, what is going on? You've watched four seasons of the show, all of a sudden they're doing alternate universe realities, and then they both wake up out of there like, oh my gosh, we got knocked out. And they work out, I had this crazy dream, me too. Oh my god, we had the same dream, we're both in each other's dreams. Oh well, let's never discuss this again. Monica, we don't want to hear your thoughts. That's what I'm saying. Can I just say two things? One, I really, really want to do the podcast where we watch the OC for the first time. And you're just sitting there eagerly wondering what we think. Two, I feel like while I know nothing about the OC, the things you've just said are like, the exact opposite of what I thought that show. What are you talking about? They fall off a ladder and there's like an alternate universe. Why? I mean, what it's, is it's, happening it's, here? My question is, why are they both up a ladder at the same time? <laughs> That's just dangerous and not how you climb a ladder. Oh, maybe it's one of those diagonal... No, you've got to have a spotter. 
He's on the ladder. I can't remember. Ultimately, they're both bumpy heads at the same time. Did he and fall against off? Against each other? Possibly. <laughs> like yeah, like top and tailing yeah. of heads. She falls head first onto the top of his yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. Like, like those dinosaurs with the like hard skull. You got Keith Richards. <laughs> So look, I've only got one more thing to say. Yeah. Okay. You, might, you might have more. I've, I've got one thing also. Mine's Maybe it's the same Phoebe. thing. Oh, mine's a Ross thing. Oh, there Ooh. you go. Well, I just want to say that I know Phoebe's still a mystery to you in Ab- many ways, Happy. Mm. And like, I hear, the, I mean, it's just peeling the onion and it just seems the onion gets bigger. But can we all agree that the pep talk that she was? It's not peeling it, it's like adding peel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you break one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe, <laughs> can we all disagree that the pep talk that she gives Joey at the end is actually one of the most beautiful things? Mm. Like, it's this wonderful moment where I'm like, that's what friends is. That's yeah. what being a friend is. Yep. Just saying something that kind and that's that meaningful and pertinent to a situation. I just always really love that. Anyway. Yeah. It's just Nikki's emotional corner. No, no, that's great. And what I love what stems from that moment was when her and Joey have a hug and then Ross and Chandler have a hug for the yeah. second time that episode. Yeah. They're giving each other hugs, which is great. It's so nice. But you know who wins my physical comedy um, <laughs> award for this episode? Mm. Yeah, that's it. Is, there a, is, is there a name for the award <clears throat> that's not just physical comedy award? Like, is it like a... The Abbott and Costello. The Hadley Award. Or <laughs> yeah. like the... um, I mean, JD from Scrubs, he's the king of pratfalls. This wasn't a pratfall. This was purely physical comedy, and you know what? I'll, I'll next episode. I'll, I'll work out who the Phil the Phil Comer was. <laughs> yeah, no, with the work of progress. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit this out. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's Ross. Uh, they're all doing butt jokes around uh, Joey and his new job, and he's. I think Chandler says something along the lines cracking of, into the industry, right? Yeah. And then Ross does a joke about I can't wait for the big opening. That joke's kind of funny. But his walk away yeah. afterwards, yeah. solid gold. It's a mic drop in '94. Yeah. yeah, but also it makes up for the the over the over the top acting spit take he nearly did at the crack your way into show business. Yeah, while drinking his like peach iced tea or something. I think it's a schnapple. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah. do like that also. Yeah. We'll tell you what, guys. We'll see you uh, for the next episode of the OC. <laughs> Dudes. Um, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. See, the thing I know about you, I know you love the OC and you also love Prison Break. Yeah. <laughs> There's another podcast to do. I, I've already got one of those. Um, <laughs> nice. With my friend Josh. It's oh. called The Josh and Hadley Show. Well, maybe we'll join you for the next episode where we talk about the fact that you're betraying us <laughs> on the side with your Prison Break podcast. <laughs> no, uh, dudes. <laughs> no, it's dude. <laughs> Team. Um, we're going to shut this one down, this Friends episode. I, it would be an honour and a privilege to do an OC podcast with y'all, because it means a lot to me. And finally, I I started the sentence like I had two things I wanted to say, (laughs) but finally, and secondly, I only had one thing to say. Great. Um, I'll move past that quickly. (laughs) Next time on Friends, the one with the blackout. Oh, okay. This is the horror episode they did for Halloween, Ooh. where um, all the power cuts off in the apartments, and it's a storm as well, and they can't get outside. Um, and they do all the counting of like who's in the room one, two, three, four, five, six. My friends are there. Six of us, yeah. 
and they they're like, hey, let's number off. Like, who's who's in the room? Who's in the back? And it's like, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> who's that? Watch the next episode. Find out. Ooh, nice. Dun dun dun. Seven. <laughs>